Hi guys, um, welcome to the 9 to 5 podcast. Um, thank you for joining us uh, in today's um, episode, the first episode of season one. You would like to know your hosts and we also tell you our why for starting this podcast. Um, right into it, Sarah. Yes, so we are two young women who are navigating the good, the bad and the ugly of the Kenyan corporate life. And our experiences have been the reason why we started this podcast. It was just an idea that came up when we were sitting somewhere. Mm-hmm. So my name is Sarah Nyakia. I am a communication expert. I've been practicing communication for the last six years. I am also a mom and I am very much passionate about human rights. And one of the reasons why even this podcast is very important to me is because I hate to see injustices and now I hate to see injustices at the workplace because I've gone through them. I know how they can affect your work, uh, your work and your mentors. So one of my hobbies is that I read a lot, but one of the reasons which which I'll be talking about in this podcast is that I had a very hard year last year and that hobby, I was not able to execute it as well as I have executed it for the last few years. But we shall get right into it in the other episodes. So, Jane. Um, thank you, Sarah. Uh, so my name is Jane Muhia. I am an advocate um, of the High Court of Kenya. Um, so my background is in law, but I also work in the human rights sector and it's also because I'm passionate about human rights and injustices and just um, basic rights for everyone. Um, and I think um, it is also important, Sarah, uh, to tell people how we met. Yes, and but first of all, I hear a lot of times people say, oh, an advocate of the high court. So what's an advocate of the high court? So what's the difference between you and a lawyer? Oh, okay. Um, basically, uh, you become a lawyer upon graduating campus, the four years of undergraduate. But then you have to go to the Kenya School of Law, uh, where we undergo um, an advocate, it's called ATP, Advocate Training Program, and then you're admitted to the bar. That's why we, then you become an advocate. Yeah. Okay. And now you can appear before court. Um, mm. As a lawyer, you can't really appear court. You can't sign documents in your mm. own name. But as an advocate, you have a license that you renew every year and you can appear before court. You can sign documents, those sort of things. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think one, one thing we've also forgot to mention is that we both work in the nonprofit sector. And yes, we met at working for a certain nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And how we met, or oh, we used to work in this nonprofit, and a few injustices were being made to us because th- those days we were interns. I don't know whether I call them interns or associates. And I remember that day, uh, this particular uh, organization moved offices. So we used to work uh, in a certain part of town, then we moved to a su- su- suburb part of town. And so me and Jane, we questioned the status quo and we were asking, oh, so why we are moving offices and we are, our salaries are not getting more? So uh, during that time, me and Jane worked as interns or associates. We were junior officers and we worked so hard to ask the management why they could not add as more money because we needed more transport. And our efforts led to the whole organization getting an increment in their salaries. And we've been friends since then. It's been five years. 
and we've seen each other grow from one organization to the other, different challenges. And one of the challenges that has been very, um, has never stopped to be there is the work challenge. And every time we meet, we may talk about other things, but the work thing has always been very, uh, an own standalone thing because everybody is complaining about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons, mm -hmm. our family members. <laughs> Yeah, um, and just to add to that, I, I think I also knew that Sarah and I would be friends uh, because we we also at the same time, I remember as very junior uh, people, we sort of felt uh, that our contracts were not up to par. And so we were also trying at the same time to negotiate uh, better working terms. We used to be on a contract basis, very short term contracts. And so that uncertainty was kind of unsettling. You're in this position for an extended period of time, but there's no commitment from the organizations in terms of uh, long-term benefits. So that's how our journey began. And we've always been very vocal about um, our expectations at the workplace. And I think um, that is what has led us to this point. And we just thought to just have a platform where we can share more about those experiences, talk more talk more about um, employment, contracts, uh, bring on board uh, a few experts in the HR sector to just uh, sort of enlighten people and share a bit of knowledge from our own experiences, from the experiences of people around us, but also from experts. Yeah, and I think also one of the things that when we were making this decision to start the podcast, we realized that there are very many resources for entrepreneurs on how to navigate a business, what are the one, two, threes of a business, but nobody is talking about what is a red flag in a contract, what is a green flag in a contract. And of course, another thing is post-COVID-19, we realized that the work can change and now we see people working hybrid, mm -hmm. but there are people who have not uh, attempted to change that for their employees. And why is that? Because they are stuck in their old ways. So that was the other reason because of uh, post-COVID-19 and how work post-COVID-19 has um, just panned out. And we want this to be a resource for young people and even people of our age, um, because we are in our late 20s and we are still uh, trying to understand what are the best terms for a contract, uh, how do, what is, for example, um, uh, what happens if, for example, I am fired out of the blue? Nobody knows that. And we want this to be an insightful podcast that can help young people to navigate the corporate world. And of course, I know there are people who are gonna come to us and say, oh, then become entrepreneurs, you're complaining about work. We don't want to become entrepreneurs. We like our nine to fives, but we want them to be a beautiful experience for us and for the people who come after us, yeah. So that's it. So I think now we can talk on about uh, some of the reasons why we started, we are starting this podcast and what we'll be talking about. Yeah, I think Sarah has alluded um, to most of it, uh, being our own experiences, challenges. But I think also for me personally, um, I would also add that as a lawyer, one of the areas that I've been quite interested in and I'm quite passionate about is business and human rights. And a big part of that has to do with the work environment. And I think 
at the beginning of my career journey, I was reading around uh, business and human rights and practices that certain companies in different countries have started incorporating into their workplace. And that was actually pre-COVID. So I feel like in the COVID period, we've made quite a bit of progress. We were forced, employers were forced into situations where we are now talking about flexi hours. Uh, we are talking about more sort of more flexible uh, working working environments and that sort of thing. But I think the thing for me then was the, the quote, we always say work-life balance, but I came across something that said life-work balance because you're, you're living before you're working. So the goal should be for you to, to be able to go through life, your normal life, while work is a part of it, but mm-hmm. not the other way. Work yeah. does not take over your life. Yeah. Uh, just achieving that sort of uh, balance. And I think the other thing um, that is important to consider is that we spend actually, whether you like it or not, we spend most, most of our time working. You spend most of your time at the workplace, whether that is on your laptop, on Zoom meetings, or physically. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge part of your experience. And as Sarah said, is we're not looking to be entrepreneurs. I don't think it's for everyone, yeah. uh, so to say. Uh, some of us will still be in employment, whether or not maybe entrepreneurship just does come up as a side hustle or something. But uh, for most of us who are just um, just because of what we do or uh, sort of the line, the expertise, we are sort of most likely going to remain in the nine to five is for us to share and just see how we can negotiate uh, better terms for ourselves, uh, not be afraid to speak up. I think that's a huge part of it. Uh, People feel... I know we've been accused as millennials and Gen Z that we are so, um, what is the word, um, entitled. Yeah. yeah. But I think to an extent, yeah, because us, as we said, we are in our late 20s. So we are not Gen Z, Gen Z. We are yeah. the millennials uh, just before the, the Gen Z. So it's not about, part of it is not entitlement. Sometimes I feel that word is used um in a generalized manner yeah. without really also considering the fact that unlike the generations before us, uh, we've sort of, we are more empowered, we have a lot of knowledge, so sometimes we want to speak up, yeah. so we'll just not receive a contract or you say do A to Z or we are not like jump how high. Yeah. No, us, we, we are sort of more expressive and even us as individuals, we are just more expressive. We like to voice our opinions <laughs> and therefore it would be important to just um, encourage people to have that sort of balance. Yes, not entitlement, so to say, but also don't allow yourself to be in a position where you're not speaking for yourself, you're not advocating for yourself, you're not um, considerate of your own needs uh, as a person. We are in an era where we are also talking about mental health, positive mental health, and work has a lot to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing I always say I hate about um, the generation before us is because they hate us because we want better. And it's because we've realized that, uh, I always say this most days, but people say, ah, so why do you work? Because mm-hmm. you say you're not very into money. Mm-hmm. Yes, I want the money, but I want to not focus on it alone because I have a whole, I may have uh, 600,000 Kenya shilling, but I can't spend it because most of the day I don't have time to spend it. Mm-hmm. Um, my employer has messed up with my mentor. I spend half my time 
mm-hmm. uh, in therapy. So I think for me, it's about giving us a good experience for us to want to work. Mm-hmm. Not that you go to work and you complain half the day and you're not able to work. Mm-hmm. And I think for me as a professional, one of the things when we decided to start this podcast, mm-hmm. of course, they were, we've always wanted to start something about work, but we've never, we've never gotten a chance to actually start it. And it's because we've never gotten a trigger. So for me, I think last year was a trigger and it was a serious trigger because as I said earlier in the podcast, I realized that a part of my life had stopped because of work. And I, for, for the first time in history, I read three books in a year when I've always read over 12. And I, when I sat down to review my 2022, I realized, oh, I spent a lot of time at work. I left work at sometimes at 10 p.m. I did a lot of things uh, work-wise that I was not supposed to be doing. I even, for some reason, I there's a day, I, a week, I spent uh, the whole week and at work and I didn't even see my child because I used to leave in the morning and come back late. And I realized this is not the quality of life I want because although I spent, I spent my life working, I get paid what I would say enough. I don't, I want my life to, life work balance mm-hmm. so that was one of the trigger but there was there's a bigger trigger of, of course of starting this podcast and we are going to be talking about it in this podcast we won't mention names but I think my experience was uh, taught me a lot of things about things I didn't even know and one of the things I appreciate about uh, the kind of relationships I have and the kind of um, uh, career people I have in my life, they were able to guide me towards uh, navigating this whole bad situation. And that's why we have said that, of course, I'm a communications person. Mm-hmm. I may not bring a lot to the table, but that's why we have Jane, who is a lawyer, but also who will be bringing other experts who will be able to guide us through the process. And those are HRs, career coaches, for example. And I believe having those people in your circle is very important. And this uh, platform will open up spaces for them to talk about those things and guide us in becoming better professionals and also working in better uh, workplaces. Yeah. yeah. And I think before we wrap it up, uh, sir, is something you said about you didn't know. Yeah. And I think for most of us, even now, if you try to have a conversation uh, with even your colleagues at the workplace, I'm sure most of us have never seen the contract of the person sitting next to you. Yeah. We don't talk about things. It's a sort of work culture thing where people don't talk about their salaries. You don't talk about the terms in your contract. So you just assume there's a standard contract for everyone. But that might not be the case. We've not been cultured to be open about those sort of things. And that's how people end up being treated unfairly. Or you find maybe even colleagues, you're working at the same level, you have the same experience, but maybe somebody's being paid better than you are. Mm. And then um, just being able to have open conversations and just not not thinking that those are things that we just need to not discuss at all. Yeah. Yeah, and just um, hope that through our own experiences, our own stories, or those of friends, those of family, then we can help another person have a better experience, uh, work experience. Yeah, and even the basic importance of even reading a HR manual. Yeah, because for the, I, I had read it, but I had never seen the 
why I would need to reference a HR manual or something. And when this thing happened, I had to go dig deep and understand, oh, this happened. Why did this happen? How would I have navigated this? So, yeah, we'll be diving in into such things. Mm -hmm. And we are hoping that uh, our listeners will be able to, yeah, our listeners will be able to just learn and we can be able to also interact and learn from each other's um each other's experiences so yeah this is the first episode we are so excited and we hope that we will be of help to you but as we do that we hope that you're gonna interact with us and give us feedback and even just ask questions to some of these people we'll be talking about so in the next episodes expect us to dive into basics of a contract uh, navigating the work life as a woman i have a thousand stories about that and what else, Jen? Uh, we're going to also look at a few cases, um, a few cases like court cases uh, that have been quite significant. Uh, if you follow the news, that will sort of enlighten you about some of your rights and where we stand um, in terms of enforcement, how you can enforce your rights. Uh, we'll also be talking about um, progressive, some of the progressive patterns we've seen, some of the things that you can you can sort of uh, borrow from other areas to sort of uh, negotiate contracts, whether that is insurance, whether it's leave, those sort of things. Yeah, and I think as I have been in the process of uh, looking for a new employer, and some of the things I've realized is that uh, most employers think that when they give you medical insurance, it's a benefit, but it's actually your right. You deserve the medical insurance, you deserve the pension plan, yeah. And we shall be diving in some of those things in the next episode. So this has been the 9 to 5 podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. Jen over here. Yeah, so follow us on our social media platforms. We are the 9 to 5 podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And see you next time.